Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com, or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating review on iTunes, and never missing one single episode. Thank you especially everybody who does that. And uh, if I sound a little bit extra happy and chipper and all that stuff, it's because I'm on vacation right now. Just got back in from Vegas with Nola. Had a blast. More on that later. We're actually going to do a all-punk-rock bowling episode. A little review, recap, that kind of thing. It's going to be two episodes from now. So I had this idea. I've had it for a long time, and I figured uh, it's time to finally do it. That way I can put out two episodes in one week just to kind of play a little catch-up, reward you guys for your patience and all that stuff. Thank you so much for staying loyal and staying tuned to Rock Strikes 10, even though I'm bad about putting out an episode every week. But I try to get a few out a month. That's uh, the most I can hope for at this point. But, uh, you know, as I look at the playlist here for today, just by the size of the music alone just under two hours running time so with me yakking all over the show it's quite possibly going to be the longest single contained episode ever of rock strikes 10 matter of fact i'm counting on it the whole idea of this episode i'm calling it the long of it and these are my favorite long songs of all time just to give you an idea how long are they well nothing really clocks in at under like nine and a half minutes or something like that yeah so Nine and a half minutes is like your shortest song on the show today. Uh, so yeah, strap yourselves in. If you do uh, some exercising or biking uh, when you listen to this show, this is perfect. <laughs> or if you just listen to it at work, extra perfect. Hopefully to make the day go by a little quicker there. So yeah, my favorite long songs of all time. And since we don't do anything that simple here on Rock Strikes 10, these are going to be 10 long songs by 10 acts that aren't necessarily known for doing long songs. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to do a long song episode with pretty much no prog rock at all. So as much as I'm a fan of these bands, no Yes, no Rush, no Dream Theater, that shit would be way too easy, and I never make it easy on myself, and I thought it would be extra neat to, you know, spotlight bands that have cool long songs that aren't known for doing it. Yeah, all right. So are you intrigued yet? Alright, let's kick things off with a fairly easy-to-pick track for me. And it ties in pretty well to what's happened in the news. I am decently excited about the Rocketman movie. I'm My expectations are very low after Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, but I've nitpicked a lot about that lately, so I'll just move on. But Big Elton John fan. Saw him a couple years ago. It was one of the best shows ever. And one of my all-time favorite albums is Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. So I think you know where I'm going with this. Just I wonder the rationale, the ballsiness behind opening up one of the greatest albums ever with an 11 minute epic. <laughs> Which some people might argue saying, hey, this is two songs, but it's always tied in together and they always play it together live and it is on one track. So I think it ought to count. So opening up the longest episode of Rock Strikes 10 ever, this is the iconic, the man Elton John with Funeral for a Friend slash Love Lies Bleeding.
kicking off today's episode with the first song that Elton played when I saw him live. So how I propose that. You just enjoyed 11 minutes and 9 seconds of Funeral for a Friend and Love Lies Bleeding. Sometimes I say slash between those because that's the official song title, just to be cheeky there. But there you go, the kickoff song off of a five-star must-own classic, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Hope you enjoyed that. Like I said, all 11 minutes and 9 seconds of it. Let's play a shorter song next. Another opening track off of a classic must-own album. Uh, This is a 10-minute and 14-second song here by the late icon David Bowie. Yes, one of my all-time favorite Bowie albums is definitely Station to Station. It may not be his best album, but it's probably like the personal favorite of mine. The one I tend to put on quite a bit. It's not as overplayed as some of the other ones, that kind of a thing. It's like Some Girls is my personal favorite Stones album, even though I recognize it's probably not their best album or their most must-own album. You know, I recognize that, but it's just one of the ones I tend to go to. And Station to Station is one that I definitely tend to go to quite a bit. And uh, the vinyl is especially funny because it has two songs on side A, even though it's a full-length album. And it's because of this, the title track, Station to Station. There you go.
All right, there you go. Station to Station by David Bowie, one of the great album openers of all time, albeit an epic one at 10 minutes and 14 seconds. I enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed that as well. All right. And, and, and yeah, go get Station to Station if you don't have it already. Even if you do the vinyl thing, as you would think that, you know, with the unfortunate death of David, his reissue catalog would be really expensive. And the box sets are massively expensive. But if you buy the albums individually, they're super affordable. I've been able to get, like, all of the Bowie reissues for under $20 a pop, sometimes closer to the 15 range. So, no excuse. Go get Station to Station. It is law, in my opinion. All right. So if you are familiar, and if you're a longtime friend of the show, you've definitely heard this song. But if you're any kind of music connoisseur, you might be familiar with the Motown classic, Smiling Faces Sometimes. Now, uh, albeit the Undisputed Truth version, which is the hit single version of the song, which uh, came out in the early 70s. But what you may not know is that that wasn't the first version of that song. You know, it was written by Whitfield and Strong, you know, great songwriting team. And then much like they would want to do in Motown, they, you know, kind of auditioned the song for different bands. And, you know, whoever had the best version would get to do the first version. Then later on, you could just cover it, you know. But the first version was actually done by one of the biggest Motown acts ever and one of the biggest groups ever, The Temptations. So they did the original version of Smiling Faces Sometimes, and their version is super duper long, but it's awesome. So I gotta include it here on the show. So uh, sit back, relax, enjoy this awesome R&B classic, the original version of Smiling Faces Sometimes, performed here by the great Temptations. Check it out.
There you go. The Temptations, smiling faces sometimes, all 12 minutes and 43 seconds of that greatness right there. You know, I probably should have put Isaac Hayes' version of Walk On By, but at the same time, like I said, I wanted to go for bands that weren't known for playing long songs, and Isaac was definitely known to stretch a song out to like 8, 9, 10 minutes, so that's why I didn't include him on here. But it's definitely duly noted, Walk On By, another great cover song. This was the original version of a song that you know as a cover. All right, I think everybody got that? Okay, all right. Moving on here, a band that's, uh, they're prog-ish. They're modern, but they're also prog-ish. And the best way I can ever break this band down is that it's basically like Radiohead meets Queen. So uh, some of you might have immediately guessed I'm about to play a song by Muse, which is, I think that's a very fair assessment of a band right there if you have to use two acts to describe them. It's definitely those two bands. That being said, I like Muse. I think they're one of the better modern bands that uh, broke through the glass ceiling of success, and uh, they play arenas now, and they're doing well, and I'm all for it. Um, uh, I like Muse. I'm a booster. So I still need to go see them live. I haven't done that yet. I can't believe that. And I've seen a lot of their DVDs, and they seem to put on excellent shows. I definitely need to make a point to go see them live uh, but yeah until then uh, here's one off of their second to last album uh, one i really enjoyed called drones speaking of queen i think it was produced by roy thomas baker if i'm not mistaken i could be way off but i think they have at least worked with him so it makes sense that there's a lot of queen influence on the drones album anyway regardless and uh, the epic of the album is this song here you're about to check out so from drones this is muse with the globalist Thank you. 
Alright, there you go. Muse from one of their better albums, their drones with the globalist. It takes that album a couple of songs to really kick in, but once it does, it, it really hits next level, so go check that one out if you missed it down the road a few years ago. Uh, another band you should just check out if you haven't gone down that rabbit hole. They've got, at this point, 15 excellent studio albums to weed through, and that's King's X. Heard they're doing a new album finally, which is great news to hear. It's It's been a while. It's been... It's been like 12 years at least, something like that, close enough. It's been over a decade for sure. So happy to hear they're finally putting out a new record. I need to get their book still. Uh, Pete, my uh, cohort uh, on I Am Vinyl, Pete has been raving about the book, so I definitely need to plunk down and get it. So constant reminders will help me get those things happening. And some of you might be saying, well, Joey, you're going to play King's X. They're kind of pseudo-prog, right? Well, uh, not really. I mean, they could definitely appeal to prog fans and the fact that it's not commercial, I suppose. But to me, they've always just been a hard rock pop band with great R&B influence. And they're known for writing three to five minute songs. So I think they totally deserve to be on this list of non-prog long songs that I love. So here you go. Uh, from an album that I've spotlighted before on Rock Strikes 10, a underlooked album by King's X, Black Like Sunday from 2003. This is a song simply called Johnny.
All right, there you go. King's X bringing it right there with Johnny from their album Black Like Sunday. If you don't have any King's X, go check them out. Uh, pretty much every album is great. There's really not a bad album in their catalog. Uh, my overall favorite is probably still Dogman. But uh, yeah, and Ogre Tones is really good too. But anyway, can't go wrong with King's X. Go go give them a whirl. And any of their offshoot side projects, there's, there's tons of stuff. It's a massive spider web to uh, get into. But I feel like it's a rewarding one for sure. Speaking of rewards... You guys have been very patient here. We are like probably an hour into the show, if I had to guess. <laughs> Something like that. We've played four songs and I've talked some, so I'm going to say it's probably been close to an hour. So you deserve a comedy break here. And uh, thankfully, and this person, even though he has a handful of long songs, is not known for putting out long songs. But when he does, uh, they're usually my favorite songs on the album lately. And maybe that's just a sign of getting old and not caring about the original idea behind these songs. And I'm definitely going to do it with this song. I'm not even going to mention the person who is parodied here. So yeah, I said parody. You're talking about the king of parodies here, Weird Al Yankovic. He did a parody of a massive piece of shit song back in 2008 or 9. I have a certain memory of records just by where I was living at the time. So yeah, late 2000s. The Straight Outta Linwood record. There's a handful of really cool songs on there. And this one as well, which like I said, the original version is a terrible song. It's one of the worst songs ever. And the person who originally performed it is one of the worst people ever. Uh, that's a matter of public fact. It's not an opinion. Uh, go look it up if you are so inclined, but some of you may know who I'm talking about here. But that doesn't take away from my enjoyment of the parody, because definitely just taking the piss out of an otherwise awful, unnecessary song, really. But the song does make me laugh, I have to admit, with very little knowledge of the original. So I knew things had kind of turned a corner for me right around the Straight Outta Linwood album because I almost recognized zero songs. But at the end of the day, I still thought it was a funny record. So I guess that's when you know you've gotten truly old is when you don't give a shit about the original songs that Weird Al's doing. <laughs> so I said all that to say this. This is Weird Al Yankovic with Trapped in the Drive-Thru. Enjoy your comedy break. Seven o'clock in the evening, watching something stupid on TV. I'm zoned out on the sofa when my wife comes in the room and sees me. And she says, is this behind the music with Leonard Skinner? And I say, I don't know. Say it's getting late. What you want to do for dinner? She says, I kind of had a big lunch, so I'm not super hungry. I said, well, you know, baby, I'm not starving either, but I could eat. She said, so what do you have in mind? I said, I don't know. What about you? She says, I don't care if you're hungry. Let's eat. I said, that's what we're going to do. But first, you got to tell me what it is you're hungry for. And she says, let me think what's left in our refrigerator. I said, well, there's tuna, I know. She said, that went bad a week ago. I said, is the chili okay? She said, you finished that yesterday. I hopped up and said, I don't know, do you want to get something delivered? She's like, why would I want to eat liver? I don't even like liver. I'm like, no, I said delivered. She's like, I heard you say liver. I'm like, I should know what I said. She's like, whatever, I just don't want any liver. Well, I was going to say something, 
But my cell phone started to ring Now who could be calling me? Well, I checked my caller ID It was just Cousin Larry calling for the third time today My wife said, let it go to voicemail I said, okay Where were we? Oh, dinner, right? So what do you want to do? She says, why don't you whip up something in the kitchen? Yeah, I said, why don't you? And then she says, baby, can't we just go out to dinner, please? I says, no. She says, yes. I says, no. She says, yes. I says, no. She says, yes. Oh, here's your keys. I step a little bit closer. Say, okay, where you want to go? She says, how about the ivy? I said, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't feel like getting all dressed up and eating expensive food. She says, Olive Garden. I say, nah, I'm not in the mood. And Burrito King would make me gassy, there's no doubt. She says, just forget about it. I said, no, I swear I'm gonna take you out. Then I get an idea. I say, I know what we'll do. She says, what? I say, guess. She says, what? I say, we're going to the drive-thru. So we head out the front door. Open the garage door, then I open the car doors, and we get in those car doors. Put my key in the ignition, and then I turn it sideways. Then we fasten our seat belts as we pull out the driveway. Then we drive to the drive-thru, heading off to the drive-thru. We're approaching the drive-thru, getting close to the drive-thru. Almost there at the drive-thru, now we're here at the drive-thru. Here in line at the drive-thru Did I mention the drive-thru? Well, here we are in the drive-thru line Me and her Cars in front of us, cars in back of us All just waiting to order There's some idiot in a Volvo With his brights on behind me I lean out the window and scream Hey, what you trying to do blind me? My wife says maybe we should park We could just go eat inside I said I'm wearing bunny slippers So I ain't leaving this ride Now a woman on a speaker box Is saying can I take your order please? I said yes indeed you certainly can We'd like two hamburgers with onions and cheese Then my wife says baby Hold on I've changed my mind I think I'm gonna have a chicken sandwich instead this time I said you always get a cheeseburger She says that's not what I'm hungry for I put my head in my hands and scream I don't know who you are anymore The voice on the speaker says I don't have all day I said then take our order And we'll be on our way I wanna get a chicken sandwich And I want a cheeseburger too She's like you want onions on that I'm like yeah I already said that I do Plus we need curly fries And don't you dare forget it And two medium root beers No, just one, we'll split it Then I said, I'm guessing that you're probably not too bright So read me back my order Let's make sure you got it right She says, one, you want a chicken sandwich Two, you want a cheeseburger Three, curly fries and a large root beer Stop, don't go no further I never ordered a large root beer I said, medium, not large Then she says, we're having a special I supersized you at no charge Oh and that's all I could say was oh, and she says now there's something else that I really think you should know. You can have unlimited refills for just a quarter more. I said great, except we're in the drive-through, so what would I want that for? Then she says wait a minute, 
Your voice sounds so familiar, hey is this Paul? And my wife is all like, no that ain't Paul Now tell me who's this Paul? She says, oh he's just some guy who goes to school with me I sat behind him last year and I copied off of him in geometry I said I know a guy named Paul He used to be my plumber, he was prematurely bald And he moved to Pittsburgh last summer He also had bladder problems and a really bad infection on his toe and she says, Mr. Please, you can stop right there. That's way more than I needed to know. And then we both were quiet and things got real intense. And then she says, next window, please, that'll be $5.82. And so we inched ahead in line, moving painfully slow. I got a little bored, so I turned on the radio. Turned it off because my wife was getting a headache So we both just sat there quietly for her sake well, Then I looked at her And she looked back at me And I said, um, I think you have something in your teeth She turned away from me And then turned back and said, did I get it? I said, yeah, well I mean most of it But hey, you know, don't sweat it Then she said I said, yeah, almost. There's still a little bit there, but don't worry. It's probably just a piece of toast. Now we're at the pay window, or whatever you call it. Put my hand in my pocket. I can't believe there's no wallet. And the lady at the window's like, well, 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 that'll be 582. I turn around to my wife and say, how much have you got on you? She just rolls her eyes and says, I'll pay for this, I guess. So she reaches into her purse and busts out the American Express. I hand it to the lady and she says, oh dear, it's got to be cash only. We don't take credit cards here. I took back the card and said, she really, well, that sucks. And that's when I found out my wife was only carrying three bucks. I said, I thought you were gonna hit the ATM today. She says, I never got around to it, so where's your wallet anyway? And I said, never mind, just help me to find some change. Now the lady at the window's looking at me kind of strange. And she says, Mr. Please, we gotta move this line along. I said, now hold your stinking horses, lady, we won't be long. So I looked around inside the glove box and checked the mat beneath my feet. I found a nickel and an ashtray and a couple pennies and a dime in the space between the seats. Before long, I had a little pile of coins of every sort. The lady counts it up and says, you're still about a dollar short. And now my woman's got this weird look frozen on her face. She screams, you know, I wasn't even really hungry in the first. So I turned around to the cashier again I shrugged and said, okay Forget the chicken sandwich then So I pick up my change Pick up my receipt And I drive to the pickup window Man, I just can't wait to eat And now we see this acne-ridden kid about 16 Wearing a dorky name tag that says Hello, my name is Eugene 
hands me a paper bag. I look him in the eyes and I say to him, Hey Eugene, could I get some ketchup for my fries? Well, he looks at me and I look at him and he looks at me and I look at him and he looks at me and I look at him and he says, I'm sorry. What did you want again? I say ketchup. And he says, oh yeah, that's right. Just face down there for a second. I'm really kind of burnt tonight. And then he hands me the ketchup. And now we're finally driving away. And the food is driving me mad with its intoxicating bouquet. I'm starving to death by the time we pull up at the traffic light. I say, baby, give me that burn. I'm definitely not turning the car around at that point. Not just because of the journey, but because I can't stand onions. And I'm sure I'm not alone there. So there you go. Trapped in the drive-thru by Weird Al Yankovic. How accurate was that band doing Black Dog? That's not a sample. That is a straight-up performance of Al's band doing Black Dog by Zeppelin in the middle there. I love that. Totally unexpected. (laughs) And also, definitely of note, go check out the video of this. There's an official animated video of this. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube and other places, but definitely worth it, especially if you enjoyed that. All right, moving on here. I actually have a personal journey with this song. And, man, I got to tell you, I was talking about balls earlier. Like, you know, I said it was real ballsy for, like, Bowie and Elton John to open up very important albums of theirs with, like, really long songs. But the same can be said about your live set. Now, obviously, when Elton opened up with Love Lies Bleeding at the show that I saw, you know, at least people like knew the song. It was a classic at that point, especially if you were a fan. And that's a song that occasionally might get a classic rock radio spin as well. A song that was not a single. So when I saw this band, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's a Smashing Pumpkins song that we're going to play. Yeah, I know. I'm a fan. So deal with it. However, when I saw them in 2000 when they were doing the uh, Machina tour, or Machina, however you want to pronounce it, depending on your income. Uh, They were supporting this album. It's a very, very good album. I highly recommend this album. When they opened up the show, they opened up with the last song on the record, which no one does that. And, you know, they say start strong, end strong, but I just thought it was odd just that they would open up with the very last song on the album, which is actually a pretty accessible song. It's very Tonight Tonight-esque, so it just, you know, that's fine. Good opener. I was thrown by it. But then the second song, they immediately slam right in to the epic song on the album called Glass and the Ghost Children. So keep in mind, this was the second song they played that night, and they played it verbatim. So uh, predominantly hardcore fans, so they're going to love everything, and it definitely worked in their favor to do it at a show like this. But I still think a super odd choice to play for a second song. So uh, here you go, Smashing Pumpkins with Glass and the Ghost Children.
very obtuse because it's like all I can I can't remember. It's like I started thinking and everything I operate on is based on what I believe God was telling me to do.
a song that was intended to be kind of the centerpiece of what was originally a concept album involving the characters Glass and the Ghost Children. From what I understand, that was the case. But they did not go that route, possibly for the better. Uh, I like the song regardless. Uh, That was Glass and the Ghost Children by Smashing Pumpkins off of their 2000 farewell album at the time, Machina, or Machina, The Machines of God. Get... All right. So a little bit of a cheat here, a little bit of an exception to the rule, but I did just hear this week that this band is getting back together after being broken up for the last few years, so I'm very excited about that. Never got to see them live and noodle about, so I'm excited, and I'm sure they're going to put out a good comeback record as well, and they are missed in my opinion. So that being said, and like I said, they're definitely known for stretching it out a bit, but this is my exception to the rule. Not an obvious prog band, but definitely a proud prog band in the Mars Volta. Now, prog is a bad word uh, with this generation, but I think they are a supremely good prog band. I, I feel like they embrace it. They don't tend to really shy away from it, but if you, you know, the average hipster could not enjoy this band if you did call them prog, and they definitely aren't too old to be like your dad's prog, so whatever. This is where labels really get in the way of and, and just enjoying yourself, letting go, having a good time, and, and all that shit. But yeah, like I said, Mars Volta, they have an album out. Their second album, their second full length called Francis the Mute. Still their best album overall, and they've put out some great records. Uh, I think there's been some uh, really good ignored albums in their catalog, so I highly recommend going down that rabbit hole. Once again, talk about rabbit holes a lot, but this is definitely the rabbit hole episode because the songs are just so damn long. But I'm enjoying myself. I hope you're enjoying this as well. And this is one of my all-time favorite long songs because it's just so bizarre. It's just schizo it's definitely like two or three different songs just crammed into one uh but uh that'll be par for the course especially at the very end of this episode but till then probably my favorite mars volta song right here this is Elvia, Elvia K.
See, there you go. Another example of a band that has Zeppelin influence, but also do their own thing, and you'd have to, like, pull in about seven or eight other bands to compare them to, not just Led Zeppelin. You hear me out there, kids? All right, there you go. Done well. That was the Mars Volta with Elvia, Elvia K. Yes, I, I, I uh, took two years of Spanish, and I can't pronounce shit. So... But yeah, that was off the Francis the Mute album. That is uh, one of the best rock and roll albums post-2000. Go get that record. It's great. Here's a band that I definitely don't ever see getting back together, uh, mainly because they were never that super popular to begin with, especially in the States. I They did decently well in their home of England there, but uh, definitely one of the more interesting bands of all time, and a lot of great stuff came out of this band not just as they were happening but later on as well gonna play something by the move now the move is of course most famously known as the band where roy wood and jeff lynn came from and formed elo right after the breakup Uh, such a cool freaking band though man it's like that classic rock but it's not like grandpa and dad classic rock it still sounds cool it still sounds really timeless and just got great stuff so check out the move even if you just get like a best of or something like that there's just amazing stuff to be had uh some of the single only releases are great i could go on and on uh but this is actually and honestly the first time i heard this band and i'll be straight honest with you here uh knowing that this is the band the move and i didn't know shit about them i didn't even know jeff lynn and roy wood were in that band but i heard them on the boogie night soundtrack and in the film and this song really stuck out in the film because it's got that great open, man, with the, with the drums and the bass. It just kicks your ass. And I was like, wow. And then it wasn't on the soundtrack, and I was really disappointed because I wanted to know what it was. So when Volume 2 of the Boogie Nights soundtrack came out, lo and behold, it happened to be on there, and I was super-duper happy. I really do enjoy the Volume 2 soundtrack probably more than the original. And this is definitely one of the reasons why. So yeah, there you go. Being honest. First time I ever heard the move. Of course, it was probably Cheap Trick's cover of California Man, no doubt. But at the time, I did not know that that was a move song. So yeah, straight up full disclosure there. So I said all that once again to say this. Here is the shortest song on this episode at 9 minutes and 30 seconds. And I guess there's a little bit of a cheat there at the end because it just kind of has a lot of filler at the end. But I'm still counting it because it's a super long song and I love it to death. So here you go. This is the move and feel too good.
Nation. Play me off, Jenny. All right, yeah, that was <laughs> that was feel too good by the move, and that's one of those examples that uh, you know the song. It's a long song, so I will fully admit I went on Wikipedia during that song, but I found out some really excellent factoids about it. So I'm going to share them with you right here. First of all, that came off of the album Looking On the Move, which came out in 1970. That song still kills. And it came out in 1970. Excellent right there. Also, I made a reference to how great the drums sounded on this track. It's the first time I realized, just looking up uh, the credits and everything, Jeff Lynne actually played the drums on that track. That is the great Roy Wood on lead vocals there. And there's two very prominent female singers on that track. And I was like, well, who are they? Wow, heavy hitters right there. P.P. Arnold, who, for those of you who don't know, probably did the definitive version of the first cut as the deepest, in my opinion. And then also Doris Troy, who you may know for two different things, even if you don't know the name. She's got a big hit, Just One Look. You know that one? Just One Look. Look it up. Doris Troy, Just One Look. As soon as you listen to it, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I know that song. Totally. One of the classics. And Doris Troy also sang tons of background vocals on the Dark Side of the Moon album. So there you go. A lot of heavy hitters on that track, and it's not just the dudes. All right, that's that maybe maybe my favorite long song ever that's like one full song. I don't know, maybe. But I had to put this one on here for sure. It's on one of my Desert Island albums of all time. I will do that list at some point. I feel like I need the show to get just a little bit bigger in order to do that episode but you know we'll see maybe i'll break down and finally do it i don't see it really changing too much at this point i'm 40 even though i still listen to new records all the time but i think my desert island is pretty well locked in at this point uh but that being said one of my favorite albums ever and if you're a longtime friend of the show you know this is paul's boutique by the beastie boys yes i am going to play the b-boy booyah bass uh, not and they are not separate songs and the reason being number one when it first came out it's listed as one track even though the remastered CD has them separated, it's not right. It's it's one track, it always has been, and the idea of the name Booyah Bays is to take a whole bunch of things and put it in one pot and make it one thing, just like a nice dish, or, you know, if you have to empty the fridge before you throw away the, the leftovers, you make a Booyah Bays, and that's what this is. So it's one song, ergo, also, my show, 
this is going on the list. So I'm not trying to twist your arm or anything. It's just, eh, it's just the way it is. And I've been waiting a long time to do this. So as you are about to enjoy Beastie Boys, B-Boy Booyah Bays, I will just say this. The best in men's clothing. Cola. Balls Boutique. As for Janice, the number was 718-498-1043. That's Paul's Boutique, and they're in Brooklyn.
Plenty musician. Them know it, but them can't do it. It's got a funky beat, and I can bug out to it. I didn't know I needed to do that in my life until I did it. It was a spur-of-the-moment thing, so thanks for indulging me. I, I did do the opening salvo, which is a separate track, technically, but I'm not going to get too nerdy about it. But yeah, there you go. Closing off the long of it, my favorite 
non-obvious long songs of all time. That was the Beastie Boys with B-Boy Booyah Bays. Go listen to that a few hundred times, see if you can find all the samples in it. Of course, that's one of the big to-dos about Paul's Boutique is that it's just samples galore. But it's truly a piece of art, and I, I don't recommend many albums more than that. You gotta own it. It's fucking law. All right. Really appreciate all the friends here of Rock Strikes 10. Hell, even if it's, this is your first episode, you made it through the longest episode ever. At least the longest one-parter ever. I've done a few multi-parters that seemed like one whole thought. But this is definitely just one whole thought, one episode. We're into the almost two and a half hour mark here. Getting close. So, hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the songs. That's the most important thing. Music is definitely the most important thing. Certainly not me. Uh, but let me know what you thought of this. You know, check me out on the social media. All the links are on cnjradio.com. Links to the Facebook, the Twitter. Uh, you know, that's all, uh, you know, search Rock Strikes 10 on Facebook. At Rock Strikes 10. Spell it all out. R-O-C-K-S-T-R-I-K-E-S-T-E-N. And then also, if you stay on cnjradio.com, every episode of Rock Strikes 10 including the ones that aren't on iTunes. But hey, apparently iTunes is going away soon, so who cares, right? No, actually, uh, that's those clickbait articles are killing me right now. Uh, iTunes is going away in pretty much name only. I, I don't think they're going to erase your uh, catalog of purchases. I could be wrong, but I'm not getting that vibe when I read the articles. Uh, yeah, it's the, y, it's the Y2K of music. <laughs> it's happening all over again. It's the end of the world! Uh, but yeah, you know, there's plenty of other podcast-friendly sites out there. I, I should be on some uh, in time. I know I'm on Podchaser, so leave a review on Podchaser as well. I, I need to get on the, um, what's that thing that the kids like? Like Pandora or some shit? One of those. One of those. I think you can put podcasts on there starting to sound like an old man all right but yeah cnjradio.com every episode of rock strikes 10 also stick around on cnjradio.com for the flagship the longest running show that we have here the wrestling house show still very current still doing stuff we got a couple episodes coming out and a retro review finally finally coming out again i'm very excited about that we're gonna get back on the retro reviews for you old school guys and lapsed fans and stuff like that but if you're a lapsed wrestling fan, you should be listening to the Wrestling House Show. Because we cherry pick it and make the greatest hits. And you don't have to go through all the bullshit. You just watch the best wrestling matches possible. It's another reason why Wrestling House Show is a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. While you're on cnjradio.com, stick around for the Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions. Featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative. Just a little over 100 episodes to be had on the Synaptic. So catch up now, before it's too late. All the episodes are great, I promise. I would be a fan and a listener even if I didn't produce the show. But it's a great show, and that's why. We, we believe in it. That's why it's on cnjradio.com. It's an honor. All right, uh, you know, and, and all the shows we believe in and are honors as well. Uh, Last Theater, Chris just put out a brand new episode of The Last Theater about the new movie Brightburn. Looks really cool. I haven't even seen it yet, but now I'm going to go head to the theater and watch Brightburn just so I can listen to the episode in full of Chris's review of Brightburn. Chris has the best opinion and fair taste of movies of anyone I've ever met. I pretty much watch things according to Chris, and that's why Last Theater is a show you should definitely be tuned into. Uh, while I'm doing these long testimonials, I'll just uh, keep doing them. We also have Talk and Rock with Mark and Joey. The great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal and I 
sit down and chat for uh, some rock-related topics for, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. Latest episode that just came out recently features an interview. We don't usually have interviews on the show. We're probably going to have a lot more coming up here. Uh, But this is really cool. We've got an interview on here with Dave Bickler who is, yes, the voice of Eye of the Tiger, former lead singer of Survivor, Dave Bickler, is a guest on this latest episode of Talking Rock with Mark and Joey. And that's how you want to search it on iTunes, Talking Rock with Mark and Joey, or even if you just Google it, that that's the place to be. It's all on cnjradio.com. In addition to I Am Vinyl with myself and the great Pete LaRussa, and uh, the pilot episode has been recorded. The second pilot episode is still being recorded. I say that because we're actually going to put out two different pilot episodes where we each do a solo show now uh, the the format of the show will be be made clear pretty soon but we will be doing episodes together and solo episodes pete's gonna do his own shows as well as i and then we'll get together here and there uh, we're deciding to launch i am vinyl uh without having to you know adhere to our schedules that aren't very friendly with each other and it's just going to be a great show, and it's and I'm really loving what I'm hearing right now, so I think you will too. So keep an eye out on cnjradio.com for I Am Vinyl with myself and Pete. Speaking of Pete, last but not least, extra special thanks to Pete LaRussa and the guys from Space Beard, his band there, uh, for doing the outro song we play on each episode. We love it. It's the best outro in the business. Uh, and if you get the reference, more power to you. So yeah. Go to uh, facebook.com slash spacebeardband for more information and purchase their latest album, Gone, and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. All right. Have you had enough? Has it been long enough? All right. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. And uh, once again, thanks for tuning in to the longest episode of Rock Strikes 10 ever, at least uh, the longest one episode ever. So, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next one. And uh, let's just say the next episode will be completely different from this one. So stay tuned, and we'll see you soon. Have fun.